Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. testimony and how God has changed your life and how he has moved for you to come give a testimony and share it with everyone. Um, good morning everyone. My name is Minio Kolo, also known as Mega Knox. <laughs> it's no longer Mini Knox, it's Mega Knox. <laughs> anyway, um, my testimony this morning is about how I've experienced strange things already since the year has begun. Amen, amen. Um, I just thank God for the grace that is upon my life, and I thank God that God has placed me in this church. Amen. There's a certain time that Bishop Larry used to say that when the church works, it's us, the church members, that benefit. It's not the church building, it's not the pastor, but it works for us. Amen. Amen. Um, I think it was last Sunday on New Year's, uh, on New Year's I don't remember, when Bishop was saying that Somebody's child is receiving a bursary. And I received and I received and I received. So last year, um, my child didn't get school. She was selected for some learnership, so I didn't bother myself to look for school for her. So somehow, somehow, it didn't work because the school was too far away. They were placing her, and I was supposed to pay some of the boarding fee, which I couldn't afford. So as the year was beginning, I was stressing myself, thinking, where is my child going to go? I don't want my child to go to Eastwood Secondary School, which is the feeder school for Glenwood Primary School. So um, on a certain day, a certain sister who used to be in our church sent me a message and said that I should go to some school and check out if my child can get a bursary because there are some bursaries that are being given out there. So I went on, on Monday morning this week. When I got there, the school principal asked me, can your child sing? I said, no. Can she play the keyboard? Can you play an instrument? I said, no. Then she said, sadly, I cannot give you any bursary for the child because the only bursaries we are giving are for talented children. So with sadness in my heart, I kept saying, oh my God, what am I going to do now? This was my last hope. And then said, oh, let me just see her, her report just for curiosity. And I gave him. And he opened it and said, no, 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 this child, he, he has space, he has space. Whatever I have to do, I'll do wow. it. I'm accepting the child. Wow. I sat there with tears in my heart. And I asked, but you said you don't have any bursaries for such a child. So how am I going to pay for the school fees? Because there's no way I can ever afford it. He said, I will make a plan. Don't worry. And then he said, okay, wow. let me work out a figure. What can you afford? I said, but I can't afford anything. Then he said, okay, you know what? For now, let's say I'll give 77% of the school fees. I'll pay, the school will pay 77% tuition and you have to do 23%. Mm. But that is still wow. negotiable. Wow. Wow, wow. And then he told me that when I come for the school, I should just come straight to him. Don't take the form. He gave me a form to fill in. And he said, just bring it straight to me. Don't take it to the admin, whatnot. So I said, I, with joy in my heart, I left. 
But then again, I went home and I calculated 23, 23%. Oh, Jesus, I can't afford it. It's too much money. Then there's a registration fee I have to pay. Then I check, I call the school to ask how much is the uniforms. The uniforms are expensive. I'm like, oh God, how am I going to do it again? When I got, um, when I, I left the school, I called Bishop. I couldn't get him on the phone. So later I responded. I told him, Bishop, my child has been accepted. He got a passare like this, like this. I explained the details. Then he said, more, uh, what? He said, more favor is coming your way. Something like that. That He said, more help. More help more is help. coming. Yes. yes. So as I was working that day to go to my friend's office because I had to email some things from her office, my sister-in-law called me and said, oh, I want to send you 500 rands to help you with your child. Wow. I said, ah, and this sister-in-law and is not a direct sister. Now. Yes, the immediately. immediately. And this sister-in-law is not like a direct sister-in-law. She's some sister-in-law, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, ah, what made you think of me? She said, no, I just thought that maybe you need some help. I continued. Wow. So as I was sitting my somewhere again, I told Bishop about that one. So on Tuesday now, because that was Monday, on Tuesday, I got a call from outside South Africa, and this person was, oh, I'm checking on you, how's everything? I said, no, I'm just, you know, happy that I got school for my child, like this, like this. They said, okay, what's your, what's your account number? Send me your account number, and hey. some numbers I, I didn't even know exist, because it's going to transfer the money from outside. So I went on Google, and I sent all of those bank code, bank this, you know. I don't remember. But you sent them. Yes, they I sent you money. And you sent me money. Hey. And then when I did my calculations, I said, okay, the money I have plus the money my sister-in-law gave, I'll be able to pay for the form fee. I'll be able to pay registration fee. I'll be able to buy shoes. Mm. But the money is still not enough. How am I going to get stationary? How am I going to get the rest of the uniforms? Then uh, some people in the church, I contacted one brother in the church and another sister. In fact, the other sister I didn't contact. I was just telling her yesterday. She said, oh, I'll give some money towards the child. You know? Wow. And then uh, also the brother, I told him, oh, brother, can you please help me with some small 50 rands? He said, no, I'll give you more money. And just send me wow. the stationary list. I'll see what I can do. I wanted wow. to cry. Put your hands together. Wow. And again, I got another call from outside South Africa on Facebook. The person asked me, oh, eh, how, how did it go with your child? Did the child receive school? Because um, last year I used to talk to the person. Mm. And said, oh, no, don't worry. If you are short any time during the year, I'm, I'm more than glad to help. Just tell me and I'll, I'll help wow. you. Wow. Put your hands together for Jesus, everybody. Wow. There, there are more testimonies, but I'll share them next time. Put your hands together for Mininox, everybody. Wow. You see, it's very important for us to hear these testimonies because they encourage us to have more faith in our Lord and Savior, okay? I also want to encourage everybody that when Bishop, when your pastor gives you a prophecy, you better believe it. Bishop here prophesied that people will be receiving help. They're receiving help. And here you go with Mininos giving her first testimony about receiving help. Please put your hands together. Yes, please. All right, please stand to your feet and let's oh, all wow, welcome wow, Bishop. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Stand, oh, you're standing. Okay, sit, sit for a second. Wow. Okay, now listen up. How many of you were excited about those testimonies? 
the testimonies were, the miracles were like, you see, like a data bundle. They put it all together. You receive, you receive miracles in bundles, in bundles. Yeah, Monday miracle, Tuesday miracle, Wednesday miracle, Thursday miracle, Friday miracle, Saturday miracle. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Yeah, it will happen practically to you. Hallelujah. Well, um, what I was saying was that we are introducing a segment into our service. And, you know, this service is now called the prophetic encounter. All right. And we want to insert a portion or a part, okay? May God send people to clean things for you. All right, great, 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 great. What was I saying? I said we've changed the name of the service too. So Sunday service is now called the prophetic encounter. Okay? Good. And... One of the things we are adding to the service this year is a time of prayer. All right? It's a time of prayer. So, we, I know we pray at the beginning of the service. Many of you are usually not here. And, but in the service, we are going to make some time to pray. Usually, it's going to be around this time, okay? Around maybe between 11 and then half quarter past 11 or 10 past you will see, okay? So make sure that no matter how late you are, by 11 o'clock you should be in the church because miracles will start to take place. Yeah. Hallelujah. So I want to start today and want to pray, okay? This year, I know it's going to be a great year because you are going to pray. Yeah. Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and turn from their wicked ways. I, the Lord, will hear and, turn and heal their land. Do you get it? So, prayer gives birth to miracles. I say it again. Prayer gives birth to miracles. So, as we come together and as we pray as a church, expect great things to happen to you. If you believe it, say amen. Wonderful. So I want to pray and I want to read a piece of scripture to us and then we are going to pray. Okay. Psalm 126 is the piece of scripture we want to read. Now don't let anybody disturb you in this time because as they are disturbing you, they are actually robbing you of your miracle. Hallelujah. Psalm 126, the Bible says, when God turned again the captivity of Zion. We were like they that dreamed. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our hearts with singing. Then said they that are in the hidden, the Lord has done great things for us. The Lord has done great things for us, where which or whereof we we are glad. Then verse 4, he says, turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams of the south. Hallelujah. Now, in this piece of scripture, we find our prayer topic for today. First, he said, when God turned away our captivity, is like a problem, something that holds you down, something that prevents you from moving forward. By reason of this prayer, you will move forward. Something that stops you. You have, you have finished grade 12, three years. You can't enter into 
UKZN. Today, that curse is being broken. He said, when God turned that problem around, we were like they that dreamt. Then said they that, then unbelievers started to say, the Lord has done great things for us. This year, I want to pray that God will do great things for us. I said, I want us to pray that God will do great things for us. I said, the Lord has done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. When God does something great for you, you can't help it but be glad. So I want us all to pray as a church. That as a church, God will do great things for us. As church members, God will do great things for us. As families represented here, God will do great things for us. Stand to your feet, just begin to pray for yourself, right? Take this prayer time seriously. Just begin to pray for yourself. Wherever you are, just begin to speak to God. Say, Lord, do great things for me. 2020, do something great for me. Do great things for me. Do great things for me. Lift your voice and just speak to the Lord. Brando lobo skepando laba. Pendo la kento talibanda. Branta lababa. Rimondo lobo sketonta lebala. Rapando lobo sento leonda lebacanda. Limpambo de kento brala. Rapanda lababa. Rapanda lababa. Rapanda lababa. Rapanda lababa. Rapando bande kento bala. Great things, O God. Great things, O God. Great things, O God. For my children, great things. For the church, great things. Do great things, O God. Do great things, O God. Limpando bande tanto bala, rimponta te bala, tanto talibala, limpanda le, rimponta ba. Lift your voice and pray today. In your academic life, God is doing great things. In your health, God is doing great things. God is doing great things. God is doing great things. God is doing great things in your finances. God will do great things. Bando bandekanto balaba, limpando talibando balaba, kebonda talibonda rianta labanda, limpando talibanda, limpando dikanda, limpando dikanda. In your marriage, God will do great things. Limpando talibanda, limpando talibanda, limpando talibanda. Let's go, 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 let's go
at your workplace. Great things. Great things. Receive great things. This year is your year of great things. Amen. I said this year is your year of great things. Amen. God himself is going to stretch his hands into our lives. Amen. This check, this year we will see great things. Prophesy. We will see great things. Prophesy. This year. Number two. I want us to pray. Verse one it says, when God the captivity of Zion around. Verse 4, he says, turn again our captivity. Turn again. Oh God. We are praying, you know, Bishop prophesied that this year will be a year of divine turnaround. Amen. What does it mean? It means that this year things will turn around for our good. Amen. This year your marriage will turn around for your good. Your academic life will turn around Amen. for your good. Your finances will turn around Amen. for your good. Your health will turn around for your Amen. good. There's somebody here, you have had a chronic health problem. Prophecy. Today is the last day of it. Amen. I prophesy to you by the authority of the living God that today is the last day of it. Amen. That God turned things around in our favor. Yes. Some of us are in situations where it's like things are working against us. From today, as we pray, it is being turned in your favor from today. Amen. Lift up your voice and begin to speak it. to God right now. Begin to speak to God. Tell God, turn this situation around for my good. Turn this situation around for my good. Turn it around, Lord. Turn it around, Lord. Turn it around, Lord. Turn things around for our good. Turn things around for our good. Turn things around for our good. Lay your 
Listen, believe in what you are praying. We believe it. Look, believe, I said this year you also give a testimony. Amen. Believe in your prayer. Let me tell you this just shortly. Last year, last year, I applied for a visa to go to the United Kingdom. Okay. For those of you who don't know the United Kingdom, that's where London is. We'll be there. You'll be there. We'll be there. Now, when I applied for the visa, I don't know what happened. Sometimes some, some of these guys, you don't understand them. But my application was turned down, which was very strange. Do you get it? And it was turned down such that I couldn't appeal. Now, the reasons why they turned it down, they are all reasons we can appeal, but they are put in the letter, you cannot appeal. Okay. Now, then my, around that same time, my wife also applied for a visa to go to Canada. She was trying to go to Canada at the end of the year. And she was also turned down. And her reason was more ridiculous. Her reason was that um, her family is here and she wants to travel and leave them. So, me, I agree with them, okay? Don't tell. I'm just joking. Which is a very ridiculous reason. Now, what happens is that when you apply for a visa with these countries and they deny you, anytime you are applying for another visa, they ask you, have you been denied a visa to any of these countries? As soon as you answer yes, all the antennas go up. Because the, you must be very bad for the people to turn you down. Yeah. And they use that same reason to turn you also down. Okay, so... Once again, my wife and I, we had applied for an American visa. A visa to go to America. And then... We went for the interview during the week. And as we were, the day we were going to the interview was the day that prophet was praying with all of us. Mm. And my prayer was... Lord, turn this situation around for my good. Turn it around for my good. I am glad to announce to you that the Americans overlooked the British reasons and they gave their visas to us. Glory be to Jesus. Which now puts these other people under pressure to issue the visa because what it means is that there's something wrong with them. Yeah. That's how God is going to turn things around Amen. for you. He's going to turn it around for you. I want you to pray one more time. My time is up, but I want you to pray one more time. I want you to take this prayer you are praying seriously because your testimony depends on it. Amen. it de- I don't have to lay my hands on you. God is the one who's reaching out from heaven into your situation. So lift Amen. up your voice right now and pray. Maybe you know of a specific situation that you want God to turn around. Lift up your voice and pray and say, God, turn it around for my good. Turn it around supernaturally. Beyond human explanation. Turn it around for my good. 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 Turn it around, God. 
Lift your hands and thank God wherever you are. I see many miracles have taken place just by this short time of prayer. I see many testimonies are coming our way. Just thank God wherever you are. Thank God wherever you are. We bless you. We thank you. Thank you for situations that are being turned around. Thank you for divine turnarounds, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you that great things. Great things. Great things are being done. Great things. Great things, Lord. Great things. Thank you for great things. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everybody said amen. amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together and you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. Please welcome Madeline to give us a song quickly. Welcome, Madeline.
to your feet, let's share a word of prayer. Lift your hands, let's pray. Father, thank you for your infallible word. Thank you that through your word, salvation is coming to us. Through your word, deliverance is coming to us. Through your word, favor is coming to us. Through your word, breakthroughs are coming to us. Holy Spirit, fill me, use me to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say a nicer Amen. Amen. Great. I taught you this song some time ago. I hope you remember it. It says, I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. How many of you remember it? We are going to sing it now every Sunday, so if you don't remember it, get up to speed with it, alright? Let's go. I have a wonderful treasure The gift of God without This song is about the Bible and the Word of God, alright? So if you have your Bible on your phone or you have it anywhere, lift it up and then sing with faith that it's a wonderful treasure that you have, alright? Great, lift up your Bibles and let's sing. I have a wonderful treasure The gift of God without me One more time, I have a wonderful treasure. I have a wonderful treasure. The gift of God without measure. We will travel together. Let's sing it for the last time. I have a wonderful treasure. Say this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I believe what it says. I believe what it says. I will do what it says. I will do what it says. Today, today I will be taught from it. I'll be taught from it. And I will be blessed. And I will be blessed. Wonderful. Give Jesus a shout of praise. You may be seated in the presence of God. Well, it's a blessing to be here with you. Um, maybe a few announcements then I begin to preach announcement number one is we start our prayer and fasting from tomorrow okay we start from tomorrow for 21 days alright yeah 21 days we'll be praying as a church alright we start from tomorrow we wake up Early in the morning, 5 a.m., and we spend an hour to pray. 
okay? Then, during the day, you make time to pray another one hour. Then, in the evening from half past six, we will be here to pray till 8 p.m., and then we go home. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So, when you eat tonight, that's it. Okay? Till tomorrow evening, 6 p.m. Do you get it? Then you can break the fast. This year, be spiritual, okay? Be spiritual. Yeah, tell your neighbor the fun and games must end. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, the, 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 this nonsense must stop. Hallelujah. All right, so um, you will get more information as we go on. Um, the second announcement where's my Macarius? Yeah, can I have a strong man? No, let, come and use your muscles. Yeah. Now, I'm running a special this month. I, I'm actually giving this away. Okay? And I'm giving, this is a set of 60 books by the prophet. Okay? And I'm putting on it on special this, this, this month of um, January because it's my birthday month. Okay? I'm giving it away for 700 rands. Unbelievable price, I'm telling you. 700 rands. I'm serious. If you buy it this month, you get it 700 rands. After that, you buy it for whatever you were buying it for before. All right? Good. Um, if you want one, or you can lay by, but you must finish by before you get the package, Okay? If you are interested, you want to get one, just see Leah after church and get your copy. All right? Wonderful. God bless you. We have limited number. It's not like we have 1,000 that you can wait till June. No, no, no. If you don't come, first come, while stocks last. All right? Powerful. Also, um, another thing before we get into the word, um, Pastor Temba is here all the way from Ghana. Come, come, come. Yeah, this is an international man of God. <laughs> you can see the way he's even more. You think it's Bishop Saki? Yeah, but um, many years ago, I met this young man, uh, full of life, full of zeal, led him to Christ, looked after him, and I sent him to Bible school. And he, today he has completed work in Ghana with Healing Jesus Crusade. And finally, the prophet has sent, allowed him to come back home. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always a pleasure to see when you have invested in something and it brings. So you can see that even my voice has changed because this is not my preaching voice. <laughs> because I, I'm getting emotional. It's beautiful. Do you get it? But I'm happy to have him back. And uh, I believe you will be blessed. Let, let's let him say a few words. Please say, say or oh, speak in tongues. Just speak in tongues. Just, just speak in tongues. Just speak in tongues. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, Please take a I picture of us. One day he will be great. Amen. He will be great. Yeah. 
You keep speaking, they will take a oh, picture. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know where to start, but <laughs> I want to start with uh, thanking God for, uh, for this privilege to be here. And um, I'm bringing you greetings from our father, the prophet, Bishop Dag Hewatmills. Uh, I want to also say to you that, um, no, first, I want to say that you guys are really blessed to have uh, Bishop uh, Daniel Harley as your pastor. Yes, and also I want to say to you that you are a wonderful church, a great church, a so beautiful and handsome man of God and great children of God. <laughs> because I've been watching you on Facebook, you never know. Yes, I've been watching you on Facebook. Amen. Um, I think it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I, I, I'm so grateful to be here. Um, it, it's a really a blessing to meet again my father in the Lord. I mean, in everything. He knows me best. I mean, to be like this today, I'm sure I understand why he's emotional. <laughs> to be like this today, to look nice like this, I mean, it's a wonder. It's a wonder, I'm telling you. I want to say thank you, Bishop. Um, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I'm really grateful for that. I want to say to you guys, really believe what he says because I'm not the only one he spoke to. He spoke to a lot of us. But me, I took it personally, what he said. I went to Bible school because when he said to me, I should go to Bible school, I said, this man, he wanted me to suffer this life because, I mean, <laughs> I, I wanted to do well in life. I wanted to succeed and uh, there were so many challenges. And then he brought up the Bible school issue. I was like, eee! Bubble school and success, I can't link the two. How can it be? But I, I, I believed. I was crying when I was believed. I went there and everything was good. The Lord was good. And I, there's not much to say. Myself, you can see. You can see when you see me, you can see the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. So, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I mean, there are a lot of people like this is Kitty, Priscilla, the Tyler. They know me. They know me when I join church. They know me. I'm so... <laughs> yes. Um, it's been a wonderful experience in Ghana, um, being in Bible school and also working directly with the prophet. It's been a, a, a great privilege because I didn't see that coming when, when, when um, Bishop uh, Daniel said I should go to Bible school. I never saw it coming. And I believe that um, where I was... And now, the place that I am, I mean, I'm, I, it cannot be compared to, I'm totally different. I'm totally a changed person. Just one word. Why don't you think, why, why don't you go to Bible school? Just that, just that advice, why don't you go to Bible school? So you might not, I don't know what he has said to you, personally into your life. Maybe it might not, it might not seem like something that is, is linked to your success or to the thing that you are pursuing. But I'm telling you, He's there for you. God has sent him to be a blessing into your life. Whatsoever word he speaks, don't just try to understand. Just believe and see what can come out of it. And I'm a living testimony. Thank you, Bishop. Wow. God bless you, sir. Amazing. You see, when you read Mark chapter 5, 
The Bible says when he got to the side of the Gadarenes, a man out of, met him out of the tombs. Do you remember that scripture? Oh, please come and sit here. Where you are sitting is, is not a pro- This is the original madman of Gadara. I'm telling you. So when he tells you that he's a totally different person, you have to see it to believe. You, you, you can't understand. You have to see it to believe. The only thing I can say is read Mark chapter 5. You will see what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is the guy I told that, you know, he speaks in tongues. You know, we all speak in tongues, but some people speak in tongues. You would see that there's a radio. Yeah, these are the people that you say, wait for me. Whilst they are waiting, they can speak in tongues for five hours. They are just waiting for you. And they don't get bored. But he was just moving in the church, speaking in strange tongues that have not been gazetted by the South African Christian body. Then one day I told him, brother, you are like a hot air balloon. You are just walking around speaking in tongues. Sit down and start reading Bishop's books. And your life will change. And his life changed from that day up to today. Put your hands together for the Lord. So, please, those of you who say that I talk Anyhow, that's how I've been talking from the time I was born. And that's how people's lives get changed. Because I like to say it as it is. Do you get it? I mean, how can you tell me that I'm like a hot air balloon? At least you should say that I'm a balloon. You shouldn't say I'm a hot air balloon. But that was the only way I could reach him. Do Do you get it? Yeah, and today look at him. Gentleman, powerful guy. Has a direct relationship with the prophet. Not that he knows him on TV, like direct personal, what, what should I do type of relationship. Yeah. This girl, I think I like her. Prophet, what do you think? Should I? Should I not? That type of relationship. Yeah. So, believe. Hallelujah. Great. I'm talking about your vision for 2020. I started last Sunday and I said that in the year 2020 that we are in, your vision should be that you will love the Lord. Hallelujah. You will love the Lord. Because when Jesus was asked that what is the greatest commandment, the Bible said he said to them, you will love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Do you get it? He said that is the most important instruction, that you will love God. This year, may you love God. Sometimes you can love the things that somebody does for you, but you don't love the person. You see, sometimes children, when you, as a parent, you are coming home, all they are interested in is what you bring to them, not you. Do you get it? But this year, may we be interested in God himself. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, if you love me, you know, when you love somebody, there are various ways to show it. And you must understand who you are trying to show that you love. Or else, the person may not understand your language. Hallelujah. Last week, I said that a lot of wives don't know that their husbands love them. This week, I'm saying that a lot of husbands don't know that their wives love them. This one also put it together and put it on the platform. A lot of wives, what every husband wants, no matter how they put it, is respect. Anything else I cook for you, nonsense. KFC is cooking, you don't know. How long did you, when did you learn how to cook? KFC started to cook a long time ago. Do you get it? What they want from the wife 
is honor and respect. And so many disrespectful wives are expecting love. And when you meet disrespect, you can't give love in exchange. It's very difficult to love somebody who's disrespectful. Hallelujah. Put it on the group. Put, put what I, I, Daniel Harley, I said it. If you put it the way I don't, I'll re-put it. Hallelujah. Clap for me. Clap for me. Yeah. A lot of husbands are sitting down with people in the house. They are not even sure. Hey, look, they feel more love from their children than from their wife. Whose contract with them is love? The children, the contract is blood. Your contract with him is love. So the primary thing you must show is love. And the way he understands love is by you respecting him. Sometimes you see simple relationship. We have not gone foul. Simple relationship. Beloved, I love you, I love you. No respect. When I talk, you talk. When I talk, you talk. It's like we are two Goliaths in the relationship. Look, I tell the brothers, don't waste time. It's just beloved doses. Leave there and find another one. That's all. Simple. Say amen. Because she's not going to change. Oh, pastor, she's going to change next year. She's not going to change. That's how she is. She's rude by nature. When we were young, there was a group called Naughty by Nature. Yes, this, that's how I say, like, rude by nature. She won't change. Her mother has talked. She didn't change. Her father has talked. She didn't change. You, this small boy with your small beard, you think you will talk for her to change. Please stop it. Clap your hands for Jesus. So Jesus said, how do you show me that you love me? John 14, 15, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love God, one of the things you do is to keep the commandments of God. Keep God's commandment. What is God's commandment for us this season? His commandment for us is for us to rise up and become shepherds in his house. Keep it. If you say you love God, keep it. Don't bring an offering. Keep it. Of course, keep it and bring an offering as well. Hallelujah. Jesus said to Peter, he said to Peter in John, John 21, he asked Peter, Simon Peter, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Verse 15. And Peter said, my Lord, thou knowest that I love you. Then he said to him, feed my lambs. Then he said to him a second time, Simon Peter, son of Jonas, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said, Lord, thou knowest that I love you. Then he, then he said, feed my sheep. Then he said to him a, time, a third time, Simon, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Bible says, and Peter was grieved for he had said to him a third time, lovest thou me? Then Peter said, Lord, thou knowest all things and thou knowest that I love you. Then Jesus said again, feed my sheep. God is expecting us to express our love for him by rising up to feed his sheep. By rising up to be shepherds to his sheep. Until you do that. You may sing in the church for as long. For, I've been singing from when I'm a baby, now I'm a gogo. It doesn't mean anything to God. It doesn't mean anything. Rise up and do what God is saying. Then God will take you seriously. Then God will take you seriously. So God said, let us be shepherds. Why is God asking us to be shepherds? Psalm 95 which is our scripture of the week. It says, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, just sheep 
in his hands. The Bible tells us that God refers to his people as sheep. God doesn't refer to his people as men. He doesn't refer to his children as women, as South Africans, as Zimbabweans. Or No, he refers to his children as sheep. Sheep. Why? Because God's children have the same mannerisms as sheep. God's children behave just as sheep behave. If you look at sheep, I mean a real sheep, how do you say sheep in Zulu? Take your time. No, no. Invo. How many of you agree with Invo? They don't know Invo. Which one? It's Kapo. It's Kapo. Are you turning it to Invo? It's Kapo. When you see an Iskapo, man, Iskapo, the way they behave is the same way Christians behave. So, let's say, please come and be an Iskapo for me. <laughs> Go to the stage. Iskapo on the ground. Then you come and be a Christian. No. <laughs> Four-legged Iskapo. <laughs> yes. This is Iskapo. And this is Christian. The way this one behaves is the same this way this one behaves. No difference. No difference. The same way. Why do you smile so much? What type of scarf are you? The same way that a regular sheep behaves. Man, eating. That's the same way this one also behaves. So God refers to you and I as sheep. That's how he sees us. And that's how he looks after us. So he says, we are just sheep of his pasture. Now, if we are sheep, then what is the number one thing we need? Is it a car? Is it a house? Is it money? All we need is a shepherd. What, what, what do you call a shepherd? Malus. Malus. Malusi. So, what we need is a Malusi. Malusi to look after us. That's all sheep need. Sheep don't need anything. They need them. everything that sheep need to survive. They find it by the leadership or through the leadership of the Malusi. Through Malusi. Malusi is the one who will show them, go this way. Go this way. Sit here. Sleep here. That's it. Not If you give his car to a car. He doesn't know what to do with it. Some of you, if you get a car tomorrow without a shepherd, that's the day. You will die on the entry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You will die on the entry. It's not a case. No, it's not a case. It's the reality. Some of you, if you get a car now, by the end of next year, you have HIV. Yeah, it's like a package. It comes, it's like data bundle. It comes together. Bundle, a bundled package. Yeah, without a shepherd. But if you have a shepherd and then you get a car, the car becomes a blessing to you. It becomes a blessing to you. Yeah. Because Malusi, Malusi will tell, you said this guy is called what? It's Kapu. Malusi will tell Scarpo, there's food here. Let's go. Please, Malusi, take, take, there's food here. Come and eat here. Eat here. Eat here. Then you start to eat. You start to eat here. Eat there. It's not eating eh? This is a very stubborn sheep. Yeah, stop on sheep. Hey, have you seen sheep? <laughs> this is a modern sheep. Yeah. That's the primary thing we need 
as Christians a shepherd. Thank you very much. God bless you. My Lucy is Kapu and church member. That's the primary help God's people need. So it comes as no surprise that God's instruction to us or God's way of understanding that we love him is when we become shepherds to look after his sheep. Even me as a father, when I see somebody who's interested in my children, I become interested in the person. Yeah, because usually I don't have a lot of time to look after my children. Yeah, and don't criticize me. I'm a far better father than you can even think about. If you think you are a better father, bring your notes. I'll bring my notes. You will be shocked. But I'm saying that usually I don't have a lot of time to now before I'm coming. No, 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 no. So when I see Miller gets up and he's thinking about my son, has he done his own? What is this? Immediately, my heart also moves towards Miller. The same way for God. When he sees that you two, you are rising up to make sure that his children are okay, then his heart is also turned towards. Some prayers you have prayed for a long time, it will be answered this year because you have now turned your attention to look after God's people. Yeah. My life is a blessing by the people I've looked after. Yeah, by the people I've looked after. By the people I've looked after. God's people that I've looked after. That's how come my life is blessed. Yeah. That's how come. No other way. Hey, pastor, but what, what makes you think that I'm the one God? John, John 15, 16. John 15, 16. Jesus said, I have chosen you. You have not chosen me. And I have chosen you. And I've ordained you. That you, go, you should go forth and bring forth fruit. You should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit may remain. Then whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it. He will give it. Jesus himself is the one who has chosen us to do this work. And what is he saying we should do? We should go and bring forth fruit. And the fruit should remain. That's shepherding. Without shepherding, fruit don't remain. Without shepherd, that's why people, somebody will come to church two times, three times, then they don't come again. Not because the preaching is not nice or the church is not nice. They don't have a sheep. Sheep, sheep, look, sheep. Do you understand the word gullible? Somebody who is gullible. You understand? Explain it to your neighbor. Somebody who is easily influenced. Easily, it's like, oh, you see the, the, see a blue light flashing here, then start going there. See a red light, then you turn. That's how we are. We are easily gullible. So we come to church. Somebody comes to call you, come to church. The church is very nice. Ah, you start to follow. When you get to the church two, three times then, you are getting ready to come the fourth time. Then somebody else comes to tell you that, oh, let's go and watch soccer. Oh, then you just can. So if your shepherd doesn't come at that time to say, hey, don't go and watch soccer on a Sunday. You can watch it Saturday, Friday, Thursday, but Sunday come to church. Immediately, the person has become a soccer fun. By the time you come, he has joined EFF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has joined, haven't you seen a lot of our church members join EFF? The red looks nice. When I wear a red beret, I look very nice. What stops you from buying your own red beret and wearing it? You just get something like this. It's your red beret. Then you now wear it. Then you start moving around. Yeah. And you come to church on Sunday with your red, red beret. When you see the usher at the door, you say, oh, Amandla. That's all. What stops you? What stops you? 
But you see, because somebody, oh, somebody can say, oh, uh, you know, we have a fellowship of all Zimbabweans. We meet on Sunday. Ah, then you are gone. Because already you are feeling lonely. So, yeah. Somebody can say, oh, he speaks in French. Come on, tell you. Et toi? Okay. Uh, let's meet all of us. Sava, très bien. We all Congolese. We are meeting at the. Uh, then you start to go Congolese. Meanwhile, you are not from Congo. You are nowhere from. You are. Not, you are not from Congo. You start to follow. When, when, we, when we ask you, you say, "Wow, Pastor, I was smitten by the French accent." To you, et toi, Sava, très bien. Ah, and then you are gone. When I can, I say, Qu'est-ce que tu fais à la bas? He said, I don't know. <laughs> Look, clap for me. I'm forcing with my friend. Do you understand? Qu'est-ce que tu fais à la bas? It means, What are you doing over there? Yeah. You don't understand, but you are excited. And that's how you, that's, that's what I mean by gullible. So, your shepherd has to come. Let me tell you, one day. day. Yesterday, we sold a car, and I remember the story. One day, a certain brother was going to buy a car. When he told me, he told me in the morning, I'm going to buy a car. I said, okay, great. Then he sent me some fantastic car. And I said, how much? Then he sent me the price. When I heard the price, I was scared. Do you see? But I didn't have that type of relationship with the person to say, I'm afraid of what you are going to do. So I just said, oh, okay, powerful. I was there later when I heard he had paid the person. They took him to police station. What do I need to clean? They, am I okay now? Good. They took him to police station and something, plenty things. By the time they finished the deal, the people had left with his money and the car. They had taken away his money and the car he was going to buy. Yeah. Everything with his bag and everything he came with. The bag that the money was in that he came. Every, they took everything. They, they, it was left with his shoes that they would remove. Look, and I, look I, I even blame myself. I should have just been bold and told this guy that this deal is a bad deal. Because when you look at the car, and the money, it didn't correspond. They swindled him because we are just easy. We are light. We are, that's how we are. That's why God refers to us as sheep. So the main thing we need is a shepherd. And God is counting on you to rise up and become one of the shepherds that are in his house. Matthew 9.36, the Bible says, and when he saw the multitude, He was moved with compassion. This piece of scripture reveals to us the heart of a shepherd. Because Jesus is the true shepherd. John 10, 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. There's no better shepherd than Jesus. The two most powerful scriptures that talk about shepherds, Psalm 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Then the other one is John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. 
So in, in, in this scripture, Matthew, Matthew 9, the Bible tells us the type of heart that Jesus had for the sheep that made him a good shepherd. He said, when he saw the multitude, the multitude are the sheep. When he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. Something started to move in his heart. And then he explained that why was something moving in his heart? Because the, the, the sheep, the multitude, they fainted and they scattered abroad. They fainted and they scattered abroad. Then he explained the reason why they were fainting and scattered. He said they were as sheep without a shepherd. When sheep don't have a shepherd, they faint and they scatter. What does it mean to faint? To faint is to give up, to stop, to give up. When sheep don't have a shepherd, they give up. They give up. Because life is not easy. No, 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 no. The hassle is real. No, don't think that, oh, you see, the way, the way Bishop looks very nice, his life is very easy. It's not true. You come and, come, and, come and live my life for three days. You will resign. No, if you like, come and live my life just one week. My children's school fees alone will make you resign. I say it again. I said, my children's school fees alone. When you see the school fees, you say, okay, it's okay. I won't be you again. You, why? You thought you were just going to be me without my children. You'll be me with my responsibilities. Yeah. When you hear my wife speaking English alone, even the words that she uses, you will be so frightened. You say, it's okay. I, won't be, I don't want this problem. Yeah, yesterday she used a certain word I asked. I said, what is the meaning of that word? Yeah. And she, me of all people. <laughs> no, 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 no. Me, me, me of all people. When she used the word, I said, hey, what does this word mean? Then she started to explain to me. I said, uh-huh, there's something in this world. Look, you will be tired. You will be tired the number of things you have to find in the dictionary to understand. As you sit with her alone to talk. You will faint. You will say, I give up. <laughs> yeah. So life is not easy. Sometimes it's your schoolwork. When you look at the number of things you have to put together to just get into school, you look at this and say, it's too much. I give up. That's how sheep are. They faint. They give up. When you look at the way your beloved blasts you in the relationship when you make one mistake, you look at the blast and you say, look, I give up. I give up. Small beloved dozing. Look at the way you are blasting me. Now better get used to it because that's, that's what marriage is about. Being blasted and doing what, fixing what you are being blasted for. So if you can't take it, just be on your own. Even my father didn't blast me. Your father didn't train you well. Hey, Pastor Mia, I don't like it when my beloved is black. Better sit up. Stop the rough there. Sit up. Hey, Bishop, are you talking about the sisters blasting the brothers? No. It is very annoying to hear a girl talk. It's like a dog barking. Early in the morning when people are asleep. For a girl 
the best way to talk. Even when a lady is preaching and she's shouting, it's annoying. No, say the truth. Why are you looking at me like I've committed a crime? When a lady is preaching and she starts to shout, yeah, Jesus! Ah, you begin to, ah, why? And then, but when a man is preaching and he shouts, you, you feel the preaching is more powerful. Yeah. Because that's how men are made. Our, even our ears are made such that we respond to a man's shout and we get irritated when a woman shouts. So as a wife, you should never raise your voice at your husband. Hey, oh. hey stop that, stop that. You are spoiling the marriage. Even when you are angry, be angry softly. Yeah, use inside voice to get angry. what I'm preaching. Sheep easily faint. Look, when they look, they try to stop fornicating. They've tried, they've made the best effort to stop fornicating. Just when they think they are succeeding, then this old boyfriend comes from Cape Town and destroys everything. They look at it, they say, look, pastor, I can't continue. I give up. I tried. I tried October, November. Just even December, I tried. Just the last three days of December. Booyah! Then they say, you know something? I gave up. Sometimes you look for a job. You have looked for a job for a long time. It looks like it's not working. Sheep say what? You know something? I gave up. So when there's no shepherd to say, continue, don't give up. Yes, I know. This guy came from Cape Town and he spoiled your plan. Start again. You can, know, you can do it. You can do it. Then they'll back it up and say, I'll continue until then. They just give up. They just give up. They just say, oh, look, this mistake I've made, God will never forgive me. I give up. I give up. Why do you think God will never forgive you when he has sent his son to come and die for you? Look, the reality is that the type of investment God has made in us, he can never give up on us. Yeah. 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 Listen, sometimes you, there's a problem. You ask yourself, how much have I invested in it? If it's not much, oh, let them collapse. But when you have invested so much, I knew a, a pastor's wife. One day she was praying for a guy. So I asked her, I said, ah, this guy, where do you know him from? Why, the guy was sick at hospital. I said, why are you busily praying for him? She said to me, he owes me money. He cannot die. If he dies, my money is gone. Yeah, if he dies, my ma- because he owes me money, he cannot die. He has to live to pay the money. <laughs> yeah. So God has let his only son die for you and for myself. Do you think that your one mistake will make him give up on you? Never. He has, it has cost him too much. Yeah. Cost him too much. Yeah. So they faint. Then when there's no shepherd, the other thing that happens is that sheep scatter. Sheep does what? They scatter. They scatter. They scatter. They scatter. Sheep, eh, the way sheep are, they are no used to gathering on. If nobody gathers them, they never gather. Today you have been gathered. That's why you are here. Yeah, you have been gathered. 
whether directly or indirectly, some of you have been guarded with prayer. Some of you are here this morning because of the prayers I was praying this dawn. Yeah, that's why you are here. Some of you, somebody physically came to move you to the church without a shepherd. You just go anywhere you like. You scatter all over the place. So Bible says when Jesus saw them scattering, his heart was moved with compassion. His heart was broken. He said, these people, where are their shepherds? All the hunger boys you see around, stop blaming them. Stop blaming their shepherds. And perhaps you are their shepherds. Yeah, instead of criticism, look at this hunger boy. He stole my days. Look, if you had risen up to shepherd when you, you should shepherd, some of them wouldn't have become hunger boys. Yeah. Or you could have been a hunger boy if God didn't send a shepherd to you. Because serious, let's take one hunger boy and take this guy. And let's wash the hunger boy and dress him. They will look the same. The hunger boy may even look better. Yeah. May even look better. Some of the prostitutes you see in the corner. I mean, I drive through here. I see them every day they are working. Busy, hard working, hard working. They are over there. Some of them are just like you. Some are even more beautiful than you. Yeah. Some of them are far more beautiful than you. The reason why they are standing in the corner is because the shepherd didn't show up. Yeah, the shepherd didn't show up. So Jesus said, they scattered and there's no shepherd. So then, I conclude with this one. Who is a shepherd? A shepherd is somebody who loves the sheep, cares for the sheep, and guides the sheep. He loves the sheep, he cares for the sheep, and he guides the sheep. That's why when Jesus was asking Peter to be a shepherd, the first thing he tested Peter for was for love. Not for anointing. No, 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 no. You know, you're not something, unless somebody who can prophesy, who can say, um, let me tell you the mind of God. You stand up, young girl, stand up, stand up. Let me tell you the mind of God concerning you. I see in the realm of the spirit, uh, there's a man with a jar in his right hand and something in his left. I can't see clearly what is in his left hand because the Bible says uh, we see through a glass darkly. So, but what in his, is in his right hand uh, is a jar and he's about to pour it upon you. I prophesy to you, God is sending riches from heaven to you. This is the mind of God concerning you. I want you to go home, wait upon the Lord, and the Lord will reveal to me what is in his right and left hand. And come and see me two days from now. I will tell you what is in his right hand. Receive it in the name of Jesus. No, that's not what God is looking for. No. That's not what God tested. Somebody with the gift of prophecy. No. Or somebody with the gift of tongues. You see like this type of, when they speak in tongues, you begin to feel that you are not born again. Yeah, they use, look, King James tongues. I tell you, shut up. You have the microphone. Look. No, that's not what God is looking for. Unless somebody who knows the Bible from Genesis to Revelations, uh, that he, he has gone into the oracles and the mysteries of Almighty God, uh, and he can quote them. It's not true. That's not what God is looking for. 
Is that not what God is looking for? I mean, he knows the oracles and the mysteries of God. Look, if we want to be prophetic, we can be prophetic. You even be afraid, I'm telling you. We have all the words, I'm telling you. No, that's not what God is looking for. He tested Peter for what? Love. He said, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? We are the now. One day. I remember one day somebody invited me to an engagement party. Now, I didn't know what it was, but a church member, so I went. So, in the, in the program, then the guy came and knelt, called the girl. Big party, called the girl then. Knelt down by the girl then. The girl was called Pumeza. Said to her, Pumeza. Then she said yes. Pumeza. He asked the girl about seven times. At the point I said to my girl, this girl should just say no so that we go home. <laughs> it was the first of January, I remember very clearly. Because one question you have asked once, she says yes. I mean, these people who go on to Mount Everest to go and propose and record it, sometimes I'm afraid for them. Because when the girl says no... <laughs> So he asked the first time. The girl said yes. Second time, yes. I said, look, brother, leave it all. The way you are going. What if in one of the times she's tired, she says, okay, no, no. Yeah. So he asked Peter, lovest thou me? Test Peter for love. Look, when you are a shepherd, if you don't love the sheep, you can't help the sheep. No, no, no. If you don't love the sheep, you can't help them. At all. You can't help them. If you don't love them. It takes love to be a shepherd. That's why Jesus was moved with compassion. Not just, oh, I want the church to have a lot of members. No. You must love the sheep. Because a shepherd's job, you will be surprised what will be expected of you. You will be surprised. The things you have to do for the sheep. You, if you don't love them, you say, look, nonsense. It's okay. Are you my mother's child? No. Look, today, I just finished praying. I said, well, let me go and sleep a little. And it was 5 a.m. As I was falling asleep, my phone rang. And I saw the, 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 the person's name. Then when I picked the person, they didn't answer. So I started to call the person. I couldn't, I have not slept from around 3 a.m. to now I have not slept. I started to call the person. Because people don't call me at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Started to call to find what's the problem. Later, around seven, then the person sent me a message that oh, it was my phone was in the. He had, had sent him um, devotional, and he had finished reading it, and then he, he said his pocket or something ringed by mistake. I couldn't sleep again because I was worried. What's the problem? What's going on? If you don't love this, you can't do that for them. You cannot. You cannot. You say. You put your phone on silent when you go to sleep. My phone is never, if my phone is on silent, my phone actually is never off. I never turn off my phone. Never. Just on. Because anybody can call me at any time. Yeah. So one day I was sleeping because I, we have had an accident on the entry. I said, we are coming. I am a tow truck. I'm coming. 
hey, pastor, my wife is trying to have a baby. I said, I'm coming. Let's, let's go and have the baby. Let's go. Let's go and put. I, I told the husband. When we got to the hospital, I told the nurse, we have come to push. We have all come. We are coming to push. <laughs> yeah. I've come to push. Recently, a church member had something. She wanted to sell them. So they sold. I said, let's go and sell them. Let's go. Let's go. We are selling the thing. If you, are, if you don't love the sheep, eh, you just say, eh, what nonsense. Do I look like a businessman? Uh, no. No. You have to love somebody for the person's problems to become your problem. So Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Love first thing. Then care. Care for them. Say, care for the sheep. If, look, a shepherd must care for the sheep. You must be caring. Not some wolf. That's a wolf. If you read John 10, 12, the Bible talks about the highland. Yeah, but when he sees trouble coming, he runs away. He sees the wolf coming and he runneth away because the sheep are not his. Yeah. When the person is not a, a shepherd, it means the person doesn't love and care for you. When he sees problems coming, he says, okay. Deal with it when you are finished. Call me. Yeah. Care for the sheep. And then finally, guide the sheep. One of the things sheep need the most is guidance. To be guided. Because sheep, they just move. They just go anywhere. They, without guidance, sheep go astray. Isaiah 53, 6, the Bible says, we all as sheep have gone astray. And every man has gone his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of all of us. See, sheep, they just go astray. They just go anywhere. They just, they hear loud music here. They start to go towards it. They go astray. Why do sheep go astray? Because sheep, you see, Let's say, if you have it, where is my sheep? Please, my sheep, come. No, now, now be a human sheep. Now you have been promoted. If you take this sheep here, that come and feed here, every day when he wakes up, he will come here to come and feed. You go back. Come and feed. So when the food is finished here, he doesn't know. Every day he will be coming. Then he will be eating the sand. How many of you have seen real sheep? You see, there's nothing there. They are still trying to eat. Yeah. Unless the shepherd can say, hey, you know something? This one is finished. Now come here. Come here. They'll go to the same thing. That's how we are. As sheep. Maybe when you are an unbeliever, to get food to eat, you have to go and sleep with somebody's husband. Then he will buy groceries. So when they come to the church and there's no shepherd to guide them. When they are hungry, that's the only way they know how food comes. So they go back to somebody's husband. They say, okay, I'll just do this. Pack, pack, pack. Don't, don't look at me strangely. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. The way you are looking at me is making it look like I'm imagining something. But you know it. They back to the same place. If they used to steal money to eat, they are in the church now, there's no money. They just back to the same thing. Until a shepherd comes to say, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Come and work. Work. 
then you will get to eat. Then they change. Yeah, because sheep always return to the same thing. That's why you have people in the church. They used to drink and get drunk. After they've come to the church, after a while, they just go back to drinking. And they still come to church. It's not like there are no more sheep. They still come to church, but they are back to drinking. Why? Because that's all they know. Until a shepherd comes to redirect them to another place. Redirect them. to another. Because that's how they are sheep. Yeah. So if, 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 if you don't get involved in people's lives, They'll just go to the same old. Not studying in school, just failing exams. You come, you lay your hands on them, even lay your feet on them. When they go back to school, they will still not study and expect a breakthrough. Then they will fail again. Until you get up and say, hey, don't be silly. Start studying. Then they'll sit up. Then they'll start to study. Then they'll start passing exams. When they start passing, they come Bishop, you say I've passed my exam. Passing is very nice. I'll say, ah, didn't you know all along that passing is very nice? Nobody has told them to study. Thank you. Yeah. Sheep also need guidance because sheep, they pollute themselves. They pollute themselves. What do I mean? Have you seen sheep eating? Sheep are the only animals that they are eating then they are pooping at the same time. Have you seen some before? Oh, brother, you, when you went to your hometown this, this Christmas, didn't you see? Ah, the same place that they eat is the same place that they are pooping. As some is going in, some is coming out. And they don't know. They'll be pooping on the food that they are supposed to eat. And then they'll be stepping on it. So when the food is finished here and they turn around to it, they see that their poopoo has mixed with the food. Their poopoo has mixed with the food. That's how sheep are. The same way in the church. You see church members. Instead of appreciating the shepherd who's looking after them, they start to talk about the shepherd and gossip about the shepherd. The same shepherd, the one who looks after you, carries you from Cinderella to church every time. They start to talk. Eh, even I don't like the way he talked to me the other time. And even the other day when he was preaching, he was shouting. And then he said that this, then he said that that. Then after they have said on Sunday, they come and sit down again for the same shepherd to preach to them. So it's like they add the pollution to the same food that they are eating that is making them grow. You see, the same preaching that is making them grow, they add their pollution to it. So at the end, you see the, the food is polluted, then they get sick. The food is polluted, then they get sick. Then they get sick. So then they need a shepherd to tell them that, listen, separate your poo from the food. So when you see a good shepherd, he takes the food, then they hang it. You see, so the sheep will poo here, but it will not touch the food. Then they can eat the food and be healthy. Yeah. So you can't. So don't be talking about your pastor. Look, if you want to say anything about your pastor, just say something good. That's all. If you don't have anything good today, say just shut up. Yeah. If you feel something, your mouth must do something. Drink water. Yeah, yeah drink water. Drink water. Yeah. By the time you swallow it, the thing will be gone. Yeah. Church of God. That's why God is saying we should rise up 
and be shepherds such that we will look after people. You look after people in the church so they don't go astray, so they don't destroy themselves. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I close with this one. The Lord is my shepherd. I won't want. He leads me. He does what? He leads me. That's the shepherd. The shepherd guides the sheep. Go this way. Don't do this course. Do this course. Yeah. Don't choose this beloved. Choose this beloved. I have seen so many times when people say, hey, pastor, I really love this guy. I will be looking and say, mm. <laughs> and we are there to see when the thing collapses. Meanwhile, as we are there, we are saying, no, this girl is better. Uh, now, you yes, see, she's, well. <laughs> one day, a brother said to me, he's leaving his beloved. So I said, why? You will be shocked. That's why I want to close with this story. He said he's leaving his beloved. So I said, oh, why? He said, oh. I said, why? Does she not respect? Oh, she does. Does she not do this? I said, all the things that can possibly lead you to it. Then I said, okay. What is the reason why you are leaving this beloved, Sean Daghali? What is the reason why you are leaving this beloved? To my surprise. He said to, I don't know if I can say it through the microphone. Are you sure? Okay, let me tell you first. If you say I should say it. (laughs) He said to me that her bum is too small. You, You see why I didn't want to say it? He said to me her bum her backside is too small. So I asked him. I asked, look, my time is up, so let's finish. So I asked him, I said, there, is it, are you going to eat it as supper? <laughs> so he didn't mind me, so I, I left him. Then he went to take another beloved. This one. Look. You see pizza. You see pizza. We have thin base and thick base. Yes. He went for thick base. Big. I mean big. Big like a big one. So I was watching him. (laughs) As he was following the big one like that. I was here when he was following the big one. And then other people were also following the big one. Look, I was there when the girl showed him Pepe. Do you know Pepe? So recently I was sitting there Then he came to introduce somebody else to me. I said, so he said to me, I will introduce somebody to you. I said, okay, good, good, good. Bring the person. Finally, when the person came, because me, I was expecting Extra large plus plus. When the person came, slim one. I said, brother, brother, is this the sister or the real one? I said, yes, the real one. I said, how come? But I thought that you like, you are into big things. 
I thought you are into big things. I went to school with a guy called Big Things. He said, I said, I thought you are into big things. He said, no, now I've changed. <laughs> now I'm it. Look, slim like a pencil. I said, aha, chocho, next time. Stand to your feet, let's share a word of prayer, please. I said, next time. Next time. Next time. Without a shepherd, look, many lives will be destroyed. But the key to today's message is that God is calling you to become one of the shepherds. God has already given you a shepherd. Now he's calling you to become one of the shepherds. Come and help shepherd somebody who's around you. Somebody who needs somebody to guide him. I want you to pray shortly as we close for yourself and say, Lord, give me the heart of a shepherd. Give me the heart of a shepherd. Give me the heart of a shepherd. Lift up your voice and just begin to pray wherever you are. Give me the heart of a shepherd. Give me the heart of a shepherd. Give me the heart of a shepherd. My God. My God. My God. Give me the heart of a shepherd. This year, Lord, give me the heart that I'll look after somebody. Yes, Lord, I'm struggling, but I'll look after somebody. I'm hustling, but I'll also look after somebody. I'll look after somebody. I'll look after somebody. I'll look after somebody. Help me. Help me. Lift your hands, Father. Thank you for every hand that is lifted here. Help us. Place in us a heart that is for shepherding your people. The same heart that Jesus had, that he was moved with compassion. Give us that same heart in the name of Jesus. That will be moved with compassion for other people. Lord, we are struggling, but we will look after other people. There's somebody we can help. There's somebody we can guide. There's somebody we can love. There's somebody we can lead. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, O oh God. Help everyone under the sound of my voice. Let this year be the year that they will rise out of childishness and become shepherds that will look after other people. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Why don't you say a nicer amen? Amen. And put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.